Hey friends, welcome to season two of The Conversation, everybody. So exciting. If you watched any of the episodes that have been so far before this one, you would know that we've been doing something a little different where we've been inviting guests each and every week. All six episodes, we're going to have a guest. One of the weeks, my wife. Another week, your pops. Victor Haley. Uncle Victor, as my kids call him. And this week, we have none other daughter Princess, mm. queen, wow. everything, just, just savage, In resident queen. savage, queen. Jamaica, Lakeisha, Marie Henderson, everybody. Standing it up feels on. good. It feels real good. Uh, you've been usually behind the scenes. How does it feel yeah. to be in front of the scenes? Very now? different. Very different. Yeah, being you feel, up here. You're a star. Just know you that. You are a star, just, I'm, the, I'm, that, I'm that, that father, just speaking <laughs> of life. Thank you. Do Jamaica I say thank like you? Yeah, you do. You do. Jamaica I've been said, people have told me that, and I was like, thank you. Okay, great. People have told you you're a star. Do you no, see they, how you made about it? <laughs> about they, they actually never have. That might need to be another That's episode. Great. They actually great. never have. I, yeah, I love what we do, and of course, our my co-host, Elise Murphy. What's up, fam? What up? Kendall Haley. We're get it, excited. Get it, get it, get it. We're excited. We've been going through the parables of Jesus and having some really powerful conversations about it, and today's going to be, tonight's going to be no different, I think. Um, there's so much that Jesus had to say, and I think the more we lean into like what he has to say, I, I, I feel like, for me, there's a lot of Bible studies that are simply based around the words that came out of um, Jesus' mouth, and I think yeah. it's important to for us to know that. And it, it's a little bit, we all got stuff to do. Like, we probably all... We do. Busy. I'm so busy. So busy right now. Oh, you're too, yeah, yeah, you're so insane. busy. I just, my life. Yeah. You know, you know, really. Like much. that person. I am always in L.A. Out. Booked Black. and busy is what we say. You know? They say booked and busy? Booked and busy. I'm booked and busy. Never heard of booked it. Too blessed to be stressed. People say that too. Oh. Are we just saying things people say now? Yeah. <laughs> all right, another one. People say that all the time. Okay, Kansas. booked and busy, too blessed to be stressed. Got it. Either way, never heard of either one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, they the don't say anywhere. for tonight. What do they say in your? They don't say it. They just do nice it. Nice shot. Facts. On the facts. facts. They do say facts. facts. They do say facts. Facts and figures. And they do say tough. 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 Yeah. yeah. Wait, what's tough? tough? What did I say that for? Hey, let's not what educate. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> oh, I was this like, not what Kendall, we're not here to educate. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. would be a long hey, drive. Hey, so She might still be on dope. Like, really. Dope. Let's just. Facts. We're going to be going into Luke 18, verses 9 through 14. Uh, this is the parable of the Pharisee and tax collector. It involves a Pharisee and a tax collector. No, I, I feel we like, love it. I feel it's like they could have had a little bit more of a um, Dynamic creative, title. like, what, is, Pharisee what, what should we call this? Title. The sure. parable of the Pharisee <laughs> and tax collector. It's a crazy title in and of itself because we don't know what a Pharisee is. A Pharisee would have been like, a religious leader at that time. Mm-hmm. There would have been religious leaders that had titles. They got around and talked about scriptures, and they would have been the people who kind of ran the religious circle. So there'd have been the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Sadducees were these were extremely well educated people. Sadducees didn't believe in resurrection. Pharisees did. Oh. It was kind of like this thing. And whatever you did in the name of religion, if you will you typically would fall into gaining the approval of the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. If you did not have the approval of the Pharisees, it was kind of the culture that you also didn't have the approval of God. Mm -hmm. They made their approval line up with God's approval. And it was like really, really difficult. And um, it would literally be something that people would 
would have no, the weight no. to try to carry. It wouldn't have been tough to use that wrong. I hate to break it to you. I appreciate you trying. Hey, we'll try again. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's like, that would have been tough. No, it's not literal. Tough is actually good. You don't try, you know what I mean? It's all right. We'll give you another chance. Well, yeah. You can retry. We'll give you another chance. That's what they say. That's it, humble. You live and learn. Speaking of. But the scriptures would suggest, back to the Pharisee thing, the scripture would suggest that there's probably not a heavier burden that a human could carry than an attempt to earn something from God. Mm. Mm. And this is what the Pharisees taught, and this is what, and when Jesus would even say things like, come to me all who are weary and heavy burdened, mm. he was talking about the burden of religion. Wow. And, and so mm-hmm. when we feel burdened or overwhelmed as Christians, right, mm-hmm. the first thing that we have to check for is that are we listening to what some people call in like Christians a Pharisee spirit, mm. where we are trying to earn something from God or people please. Mm. Right, because right. if you're working with right. Jesus, he said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Right. Yeah. Right. You've heard that terminology, and I'm just, before I even, we right. even we read the scripture, read right. I'm just saying, you've heard that terminology, man, following Jesus, man, whew, it's tough. Yes. That's not what he said. <laughs> he said his yoke is easy and his burden <laughs> is light. If you are following Jesus, properly you'll have tough moments right but it's not a tough it's not a tough thing if you're allowing the holy spirit to do the heavy lifting right 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 it's it's crazy so you're always checking am have i gotten up into one doing this by myself doing this without god right have i gotten into religion where it's about trying to earn something it's a very dangerous thing and the other thing was a tax collector yeah pharisees would not be relevant but come on the irs they're tax collectors <laughs> Nobody would ever get a call from a, a, a IRS agent and go, hey, this is such and such from the IRS. And you go, okay, dope. What do you want? What, what, yeah, what's yeah. up? It's just cool, immediate what's up? What's like, How you doing? So tax collecting is not the same thing as the IRS. They were actually um, really crooked people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would collect more than was necessary. Yeah. It was they worked Just for, for fun? It, it, they, it was bad. Like, I don't want to get into it, but it was bad. Right. Right. And so these are basically two people that were not great, but... One of them in their own reasons. eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were awesome. What's but, interesting is they both had like an abuse of power in their own right. Yeah. yeah they you know? did. Yeah, they did. They did. Abuse of power and it was intense. So, as is our custom, we are going to <laughs> ask custom. the guest. As is. We've oh done it like once God. or twice. Such a, yeah. It's like, as is our custom. Yeah. Like, tradition. <laughs> yeah, as is our tradition, we're going to ask the guest. In the mic check, I really messed up on this. So. Hey, you just read it really fast. You never succeeded. You so never fast. tried. Oh, I always another, say that. Another catchphrase. You know when you listen to the radio and like there's someone like they're advertising and then they give you all the disclaimers. Oh yeah. That's how you read it in mic check. So let's just not do that. Okay, great. Okay, great. It's great. Just trying to maximize it. You're gonna do bring it home. Bring it home. Already. Take it away. Okay, Luke, eighteen nine through fourteen. You did great. Starting in verse nine, like I just said. Then Jesus told this story. to someone who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I'm not like other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not to even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh God, be merciful to me, or I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home 
justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Good yep. Lord. It's an intense parable. That, that is a tenth parro- uh, intense parable. A tenth. You a did tenth. great. I, I looked at the tenth. We're all doing great Because I was thinking about, I was thinking about as a church leader, would you rather have like... Would you rather? I like this game. A pastor, as I obviously lead pastor, a pastor, if you don't know what the tenth is, he's talking about a tithe. He gives a tenth of his income to, mm. to the temple. And we obviously believe that someone should tithe, give a tenth of their income to the church, not because um, they'll be cursed if they don't. We don't believe that. But no. it would be because they're, they believe that the church is valuable to them. And that's right. what the word says. But right. I'm thinking, like, would I rather have a guy, that, a, a, yeah, a right. guy who has sin and admits it or a religious person that won't admit it but they wow. give? Like, I, immediately I was like, ooh, that's which one would so I rather have? true. Like, because we'd want to say we'd want the tax collector, but history shows us and that we don't. That we don't. Yeah, we that don't, we, we like don't. that the top giver, even if they're difficult to. That's just what it made me think of. Yeah. Ouch! I, I, mean, I, I think that um, that Jesus was telling this parable, and the reality is, is that Pharisees were probably listening. One right. of the things it didn't seem that he was making this one up. It was seeming that he. Um, he saw people doing this had that. Happened. Right. I think that in every single human heart, we wow. have both Pharisee and tax for collector. Sure. Yeah, for sure. The one that stood stood out to you the most that you're like, ooh, that guy. Which one was it? Like, if you, I explained what the Pharisee and the tax collector was. Which one stood out to you that was like the one that was like, ooh, not that guy? Like that, bro. Because I like, I don't want to go first. Jamaica, you. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I well. To give a little context for my life for the people who don't know, my parents met in a church of cult. <laughs> Are you serious? I mean, yeah, we'll talk about it more later. Okay. But um, off camera, or like on camera, because uh, we can make the whole know. show about I that. I like I to talk it. about it. <laughs> That's for another time. Talk okay. about I don't know it. how okay. much I should. Anyway, very, very religious, very, very religious to the point where, like, growing up, I didn't eat pork. I didn't eat like shelf. I, I followed like the Old Testament laws. You didn't celebrate your birthday. Um, I did. My mom did. Uh, oh God, your mom didn't celebrate one, her birthday. Yeah, my mom didn't growing up. Um, didn't celebrate Christmas. Oh, didn't celebrate. Halloween didn't celebrate pretty much any holiday besides the Fourth of July, which this year we anyway we'll talk about that later. Also, sure. the Fourth of July is a little problematic. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious, um, we love that. So when I started coming to Oasis and I had realized how uh, in reading a lot of these scriptures about Pharisees, I was like, this feels really familiar. Yeah, and this feels like how I was raised. And, wow. Um, obviously, my mom like just wanted to just do the best that she could. Mm-hmm. This was not nothing on her. It's just how she was raised and how mm-hmm. she was taught. Mm-hmm. And so um, I know growing up, knowing my history with my family, that I definitely lean more towards the Pharisee of being self-righteous and like, oh, no, I do all the right things. I follow all the laws. I check all the boxes. And so, yeah, that's just like who I am. And so through growing up and failing and and making my own choices, I've realized, yeah, there is a little bit of both. But I do, I have come to find in everyone there's a tendency towards one or the yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And keeping that other side in check and finding that middle is really difficult. Mm. So that's, that's me. Mm-hmm. Pharisee. What about you? I'm probably the tax collector, to be honest. Like, I'll mess up and I'm like, my bad, dog. <laughs> Just like, shoot. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hilarious. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm one of those guys that, like, sometimes I feel like we all sin knowing we sin, but then, like, 
later, then we apologize about it and it we take it to heart. But it's like, you know, like did we really like? But I'm definitely the tax collector, and I think that I have both sides. I have part part of me is the Pharisee. Like I think that's most people. They have right. a, a balance between both. But when I read this and I see myself, I'm like, I have more tendencies of the tax collector rather than the Pharisee. Can I ask you a question? Do you feel like you've ever had like a Pharisee? type person in your life that has, like, judged you oh, for or, like, sure. called you out? For sure. How's that feel? It sucks. Yeah. But, Same. you know, for me, I'm, yeah. Sorry, like, I'm, I'm happy for <laughs> <community>. <laughs> I love this Pharisee I just like community. to apologize. <laughs> Jamaica triggered us all. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> what? You asked. <laughs> you did great. Thank you. But I think I'm learning to do, and uh, I mentioned in previous episodes, is, you know, blocking all the surrounding sound out. Yeah. yeah, it's like, mm. If you're focusing on your path with God and you're constantly driving and going towards the towards the light, then it doesn't really matter what's surrounding you. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares about it? Right. It's it's between you and God and where you're supposed to go in your you know directions. Mm. Yeah, I had a crazy uh, like moment of realization when I was like reading this before the episode because I was reading it and could definitely I can definitely relate to the Pharisee. Grew up pastor's kid. I grew up knowing all the right things to do in church and then um, moved to Sin City, Los Angeles. Hey. Kidding, Elise, what? But I did. And um, quickly found myself on the tax collector vibes of things. And yet I would then feel like I was asking you the judgment of other people um, that just, you know, whatever. And we've all realized it. But I realized when I read this, then I just became like the Pharisee again. Because mm. then I was judging the Pharisee for judging me. It was one mm. big judgy McJudgment Center. <laughs> right, right, and right. I'm no better than the person I'm judging. judging. Mm-hmm. Beca- Does that make sense? And so yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. this back and forth. And I hated realizing it, but it's probably a really good thing to realize of, man, because I think I'm better than the Pharisee, because he thinks he's better than me, I'm actually no better than him. Man, I, I honestly, when I was reading this, if, if I would have read this a year ago, I would have said, yep, tax collector, not an ounce of Pharisee in me at all. Mm. <laughs> but I think that we all have that in us. Yeah. Like for me right now, the, the tax collector was considered worse than the Pharisee culturally. Because the yeah. tax collector was working for the Roman government. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here is a government, and they were a lot of t- Jewish. Right. Mm. So they were from Israel, working for Rome. Wow. And helping to oppress. Got it. So me, me I have oh, discovered shoot. in this season that I'm a Pharisee because I am, thank God, I'm not like a church leader who feels yeah. more Republican than right. kingdom or more liberal Sheesh. than kingdom or democratic than right. kingdom. Thank God right. I'm not like that. Mm. A church leader who I feel like works for the government more yeah. for Jesus. I, mm. That's where I get my judgment. Yeah. And it's both sides. You know, <laughs> I, obviously you're probably watching this during an election time, but people who are just, you know, blindly democratic and villainize everybody else and people who are blindly Republican, I, I'm like, you're a tax collector. You work mm. more for the government than you do for Jesus. And I feel that judgment right. building up. Man, I'm just so glad I'm not like that. But there's this area in my life that I'm not dealing with and I'm not addressing. But thank God, wow. it's not that. Right, right, right. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. And so for me as a pastor, I think you know, if you would have followed me on 
on, on you know, Instagram earlier, like when different things broke out, I was trying to distance myself from church leadership. Mm-hmm. In some ways, even with corona virus and everything, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been praying on when God wants me to open up church, our building. Yeah. The yeah, reason yeah. why I never prayed about that is because I didn't want to be associated with people who were. Wow. It was not about whether or not wow. God wanted. I didn't even pray about it. It's just like, if I open up, then I'll be like those people. And I'm not trying I to be like, be like that. Them. Wow. So the goal wasn't even to hear from God. It was like, I just don't thank God right. I'm right. not like wow. that. Right. And God's been checking my heart about that. Like, yeah. that's a Pharisee spirit. I think that being a Pharisee is not about doing the right thing. Making sure that you do everything. The Bible says we should love God's law. David said this, I love God's law with all my heart. Jesus actually came and not got, he didn't get rid of the law. He fulfilled the whole thing. You've entered into your Pharisee moment when you get something right mm. and you look at someone differently who didn't. Yeah. We all have that moment oh. in our life when we are a Pharisee. And you know what it is? Yeah. I'll give you an example. A lot of people that I meet, you guys included that I know and, and love um, have divine wisdom about a certain area of their life right. and they call it common sense. It's something everyone should know. I mean, you should just no. know. Like, come on. Like, in, 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 I in feel not, like he was impersonating me when he was doing that. <laughs> even, no, when we get mad at people, don't we get often mad at someone who makes a mistake, not because they made a mistake, but they should know that. Right. right. They should, yeah. You ever wow. had that? I shouldn't have to tell you right. yeah. to do that. I shouldn't, you shouldn't, I shouldn't have to tell you to do that. You should want to do it. And that's where the pride comes in, mm-hmm. right? That's where they're talking about who exalt themselves will be hum- humble. Because when you go, oh, yeah, you know, that's actually not common, common sense. I go, oh, mm-hmm. my bad, my bad. That was, that was bad of me to do that. So I what do you think there's something that God has done or, or, or blessed you with that, you know, you can kind of just expect that for other people to do that instead of being like, humble and saying, hey, this is something that God has gifted me with, or this is a perspective that God has given me that I've kind of like feel like everybody, um, you know, should have. Like that thing for me, I'm being honest, was just more perspectives on opening up buildings and closing people. And in my heart, I was villainizing people who were like, we're fighting for our freedom. I'm sitting here feeling like as a black man, you didn't say a word about what's going on. So I'm villainizing you're a tax collector to me. Right. And God is like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're being a Pharisee right now. Do you have an area like that or would anybody like to share what it was for them? Yeah. I think that, well, an, an experience growing up in church and being a lot, around a lot of young people, I had a deep conviction of, like, drinking alcohol, like, especially premature, because my family are, have, or have a tendency to be alcoholics. Um, we're just learning everything about my life today. It's fine. <laughs> we all did a last season. It's fine. Well, okay. Well, thank Come you so on, much. Um, but I had a deep conviction about drinking. Right. And growing up, it was just like, hey, this is, my, this is my own thing. And I tried really hard to not make people feel like, oh, well, now I have to follow what right. she is doing based off of her convictions or she's going to judge me. I tried really hard about that. And, and what I've come to realize is, 
people just distanced themselves from me. It wasn't like, it was just like, cool, like I'm going to do that. And so I've lost a lot of friends due to just the way that I, I live my life. And, but what I have come to realize is that it's all dependent upon choices. And I can't judge people based off of their choices mm. because we all get that set before us and some people choose differently. But I can't put my personal conviction of, hey, yeah, actually I come from a family of alcoholics where some people didn't. So that's not going to be as damaging to them as it was to my life and my mm. upbringing and my family. And I'm determined to have a healthy family and start a new narrative. And that's not everybody's experience. So I can't push that on other people because their experience is going to be different. Mm. Um, but I want to. I wanted right. to a bunch of times because I'm like, this is dangerous. You know, like people like die from this and they get addicted. and da-da-da. But I'm like, that's not my place because what I've come to realize is the more that I did that, the more people wanted to do it. The right. more I was like, hey, that's not going to be good for you. They're like, okay, let me add it. Like, yeah. I want to yeah. I want to smoke weed. I want to do this. I want to. And I'm like, okay. Mm. And listen, I haven't seen it work out well just <laughs> for the people at home. <laughs> I don't recommend it still. I think, yeah, I think that mine, I've had like two that I can think of really quick. I think last year um, on like on staff during the, it was like a really big season where I felt like I was working really hard on staff and I was getting a lot done, whatever. And I would look over at other people that were doing different things to me. And to me, I saw it as they weren't working as hard. And I had to really, um, really not process, that's not the right word, check myself because it's not processing. It was just pride. Like I was just like, I'm working harder than you. Why the hell are you guys, oh, I'm not going to say that, but in Australian, it's not a bad thing. Why are you guys like on staff if you're like even doing it? What are you guys even doing with your time? Uh And I honestly was, I got like really bitter about it. And um, it wasn't until I started having some time where I was trying to navigate a bunch of stuff earlier this year and got the grace to be like from you or from Nelson or whatever to be like, hey, you can focus on some of that stuff that I was like, oh crap, Mm -hmm. now I'm the, if you will. And this is not, because it's not always as simple as as sin. Sometimes it's just how you see stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was a really big Mm -hmm thing for me and then I think even later on in the year with everything going on um, with Black Lives Matter movement for me um, suddenly waking up to something that had been going on for obviously way too long for me to have not been aware of it but then suddenly all my research I started looking at other people um, that weren't posting about it that weren't talking about it some of my good friends and it you know it caused a certain type of way in my heart that Mm -hmm. I really had to take some time. And uh, one of those friends and I had a conversation the other day and I'm so glad we did because it really put a rift in friendships for Mm me. And because suddenly I'm woke, that's such a dumb term for me to use, but like suddenly I am, I look at somebody else that is trying to go through their own process of learning and they prefer to stay quiet while they learn. And I judged what they, they did I felt like I knew their intention because of their action. When how am I meant to know their intention mm. just by looking at someone's action? So mm. those are two things for me that I've um, just recent ones that, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly vacillating between tax collector and Pharisee. Just mm. story of my life. <laughs> well, what's you guys like perspective on judgment? Because I was from, just getting ready to go yeah, there, bro. Like, what do you mean? Because for me, like most of my judgments per se are like observations about a person or a thing or whatever. But here we see that he is quote unquote judging somebody and that's considered like a negative thing, right? And, and as humans, like I feel we're naturally 
we naturally judge people. Like that's right. just mm-hmm. a part totally. of our nature. Totally. So when it's de- like derived as a negative thing, of it's not per se a sin, but in society, it's kind of like you're judging that person. That's kind of it's not a really a good thing. Like how do you? Uh, what's your guys' perspective on like how you balance out that's between great. like judging somebody as a positive thing or a negative thing or Am I supposed to judge? Am I not supposed to judge? Like, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, that's you, such a good question. Yeah, scripturally, you are supposed to judge the family of believers. So, so the, the proper way of judgment, you're not supposed to judge the world. So it's God's job to judge the world. Right. It's the church's job to judge each other. Mm. And it, it is very clear in, 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 I believe, 1 Corinthians or somewhere in there. We'll probably figure it out later, but... But it's very clear. How, it's, does it's, that, how does that look like on a practical basis? So, so let's say, for example, in the scripture where they brought it up, a, a guy was in the church where he um, had was moved in with like his father's wife or something crazy like that. And Paul is like, dude, right. this guy, you got to judge that. Right. Does that make sense? Um, and so, so we're supposed to be able to be in environments where someone can come to you, see something in your life that doesn't align with who you are, mm. and tell you about it. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. So, the, so I believe negative judgment is when you decide who someone is because of what they do. Right. That's a negative judgment. Yeah, right. So you judge action. The Bible said we judge a, f- a tree by its fruit. Right. So if you show me this fruit, then it must be this tree. Right. Right. The thing about it is, is that you can't be judging them based, measuring them against yourself. That is negative judgment. So if sure. I say, hey, I'm awesome because I do these, these Which things, and you doing. don't. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's what, what he's, he's doing. doing. Yeah. But I am absolutely about to, able to judge someone according to what God says, says yeah. about them mm-hmm. and who they are. So if you're correcting someone, and, and I correct people all the time, they can say, don't mm-hmm. judge me. No, but I'm I'm not judging you. Right. I'm judging that. Mm. Right. And That's in great. culture and society where we have allowed the word of God to not lead us, then everything is judgment. Right. Because here's the thing, how does a judge make a decision? The judge makes the decision according to the law. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you do not live your life according to the word, right. then everything, even if it's in here, you're judging me. You're right. a bad judge, even though it's in here. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, 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 Does that right. make sense? But yeah. that even goes into play. This is a little problem. Uh, how many people are actually going to church but not actually living by the word? Oh, that's yeah. when it gets a little. I don't think. Yeah, but I think that's 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 such a big thing because right. the like people think that me going to church, especially in certain different areas, is if I go to church, then like I'm doing the thing. That I should be doing. That's like right. almost a yeah. Pharisee thing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah, praying. Yeah. I'm I'm checking the box. And God's right. like, well, I see the heart though. Like I see right. the motivation. I think for me, the like negative judgment thing. I really love what you said. It's like when my value of someone changes um, because of what I've judged. So like you've judged me before. Like I would never call it. Like, we've had confrontational conversations where you're like, hey, seeing that in your life, probably not great. Or multiple times, different things. Been here. But I've, like, forever. yeah, it's it's never been that I felt like you thought less of me because right. of that conversation. Right. If right. anything, I had left the conversation being like, man, Jillian really does care about me. Right. right. And I think that that would be maybe the difference between yeah. what we're seeing here because the Pharisee is judging and therefore the tax collector is not as good as me. Right, right. Rather than what... 
definition. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, having some bad habits prior to really following God and, you know, smoking pot all day because I was depressed. And no, growing up, you know, in the war on drugs in the 80s, weed was bad. As a Christian, it was weed is bad. And even one pastor told me once, man, so many of my young congregations smoke pot. How do I let them know that, that it's a gateway drug? Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to tell my congregation weed is a gateway drug. I told him, weed's not a gateway drug. Your alarm clock's a gateway drug. If you get up in the morning, right. there's stress enough stress and anxiety 100%. during the day. Hey, Please tell me you told him that. I did. Yes. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, he's like, well, then how'd you stop if, if no one told you that weed was a gateway drug? Mm. I said, you know who the guy helped me stop smoking weed? Um, what he said to me? He said, you're better than that. Yeah. 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 He didn't say anything yeah. to me about like, marijuana. He's right. like, listen, you're a leader. You're you're better than that. Right. Like I know you've been through a rough season, but you're better than this, bro. Wow. You smoke way too much weed. You're better than this. So I didn't hear that weed was bad. I heard you're, you're better, better than, than this. Right. And so he was calling me higher. Mm. Does right. that make sense? Right. And right. so rather than like pushing you, you lower. Exactly. exactly. It pushing me lower. He he doesn't say. He didn't say I don't smoke. Do you, I'm I'm better than you. Hey man, I'm mm-hmm. not into that. No, he he just he spoke to me. It didn't have anything to do with what he was doing. Right. Or what he wasn't doing. I think that's where judgment can be can be dangerous is when we are comparing people with ourselves and deciding where they are at in this hierarchy of well doing. So it, it's right. easy to do. Yeah, it's easy, so to, easy do. to do. That if, is so good, dude. If if you notice that you know the difference between the two is that said the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even to lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed, instead he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, God, oh, oh be merciful to me. For I am a sinner. Mm. So I'm a sinner. The, the, the Pharisee was able to name the things that he did. Mm. And interestingly enough, there, there weren't, there, wasn't that impressive? Yeah. So I'm, I fast twice a week. Right. And I give you a tenth of my income. Okay. It was the, that was it. He thought that what he did was, was impressive amazing. to God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, back yeah but then, that's us. Back then, did Pharisees view themselves as sinners? No. Nah. Which is wild now, because I feel like all Christians are like, listen, I'm a sinner. That's just yeah. inevitable. But back yeah, then, but people there was say no... that now, but it's not the same kind of. People will do it now, and they'll be like, listen, we're all sinners for sure, but what they're really saying is, but you're like, yours is worse, worse than mine. Right. We right. still right. do a hierarchy of judgment sins. Thing. Jesus, but back then, they didn't know that. Or they Jesus didn't said that. something to a Pharisee once that you strain a gnat out of your drink. But you swallow a camel because well, of it. So basically, semantics. they were so strict. They weren't. You remember how you said you weren't allowed to eat anything that wasn't completely holy? Mm-hmm. They would like because it was you know the Middle East. They would pour a glass of wine. You know, little tiny insects. Just like would, you would do in your in your. Yeah, drink. <laughs> and they would study like making sure not the tiniest insect insect got in their wine. Not because they were worried about swallowing an insect, but if that insect got in my body, I was defiled before the Lord. So they had taken it that far. Seriously, yeah. And they also had added to, to, the, law. to the law. So Just they some to. Bible scholars say that there were hundreds of laws that religious people had added that God didn't even say. What? They yeah. had added to the law. Who would add more laws? Good Lord. Honestly, love the law. Man. Love it. We're, we're, <laughs> it's the homie. Well, think about it. Come we on, we add more laws all the time. Oh. Think about that's true. Think about something that you accomplish. All right. So I'll give you an example. You know, there's this one pastor whose son asked him. He said, "Hey, have you? Uh, is fifty thousand dollars a lot of money?" 
And the pastor answered his son, yeah, until you make it. Mm. Then you change the law. Right. It's not a lot of money anymore. Mm, yeah. So think about 10 years ago, the thing that you always wanted to do. And then I would just be so happy if this, this, and this right. happened. And then it happens. And then you're like, and then you're happy happy no, anymore. just kidding. I'll be really happy when this raise the bar. You raise the bar. Like we have a culture where we're not allowed to just be just at peace. One of my, like, my favorite people in the Bible right now during this time is a guy by the name of Simeon in the book of Luke who got a prophecy from God that he would meet um, the Savior. And I'm paraphrasing. I think it's in Luke. Something. Two or three. It's in there. It's in the book. Definitely in Luke. For sure. Just Google it. Love Simeon, that. Luke, two or three, you'll find it. Cool. And um, it, it says he was in the temple and he was serving and praying and doing his thing and said that the Lord had promised him that he would not die until he had met the Messiah. Now, if you were a Jewish person waiting to meet the Messiah, you originally put that context and what, what he said with, with deliverance out from under the Roman Empire, all the, the stuff. The Bible says that Mary and Joseph walked into the temple with Jesus, mm. and Simeon goes, I'm good. I've seen the Savior. Why? Prays for and blesses Jesus, and basically said to God, you can take me now. <laughs> And we need a different word every week. And we, exactly. And we need the new... And he said, I'm good. You, you kept your word. I'm good. So he basically said, I'm good. Now, we don't right. know how long Yo. Simeon lived after that moment. Right. It doesn't say that, that he was he swept broke. up into a cloud and went to heaven. Right. But, but however long Simeon lived, for the rest of his life, he was good. Mm. Because God had done that one thing. Man. We Goals. move it. No matter what it is, if you help me find my family, if you help me get married and have a kid, God, I'll serve you. And then as right. soon as we get that, okay, and this, Lord, if you just help me, yeah. does that make sense? If you yeah. just heal my body, if you have a sickness, wow. we, just, we just move um, the goalpost. That's the gateway Sheesh. drug. We just move yeah, the goalpost. Sure. And that's what the Pharisees had done. And then what they really had done that was dangerous is they expected everyone else to do that. Right. Right? Right, 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 And so here's the question that what created a Pharisee culture is what do you do when God is okay with something you're not okay with? That's what this all boils down to, <laughs> is that God is okay. We have people in our lives right now that yeah. you're like, dude, I, I, I can't take it. Yep, literally. And God's like, yes. yeah, I'm good. Yes. I'm good with the fact that they're like that. Yeah. I'm okay with they're like that. I, I, yes, I want them to grow. Yes, I want them to change. But I don't want them to change at your pace. Yeah. Right? What bothers you doesn't really bother me as much as it bothers you. Yep. Right? And so I think that's that's what has helped me, like, get rid of my Pharisee spirit, if you will, in this season, is that I don't think that God's bothered by that. Because if he was, you'd do it. Like, it would happen. He would. Right, 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 right. wrapped up in, like, oh, if they chose, then, you know. And Mm -hmm. we're probably... Like, I'm that for someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, for sure. I'm for sure for, for in me. someone's life. You know what I mean? for, mm-hmm. for Kendall. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm not okay with her being like that. Like, we are that for someone, yeah. and we have people in mm-hmm. our lives that mm-hmm. are like that. And I think right. that's that's such a huge, huge thing. I remember being in a situation like this, like, literally this prayer mm-hmm. meeting or whatever, and f- and seeing this play out in a pastor's prayer meeting years ago. And... It was like this pastor's prayer meeting that had gathered and the, the person that was leading was like, let's go around and say what we're really believing for for this city. 
and it was all like very prominent pastors and everyone was kind of like, I'm believing for a million people to get saved. I'm believing for da 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 And I was like, oh, shoot. And I was really new. And so I just like copied the person that went before me. And I was like, yeah, what she said. I'm believing for like <laughs> all of America and to be the permanent and like world peace. And then I remember it getting around to a pastor in our city and he took a deep breath. I'll never forget it. And he said, wow, that's challenging. He was like, I, honestly, I'm just praying that like I'd be a good son. Wow. <gasps> He's like, because I just want to make it. Wow. Like, I'm just trying to keep my relationship with, with God good. And honestly, he's probably the most influential person in that room. And I remember to this day, I've never forgotten it because that was the reprimand that I've never forgotten mm. of. Don't just go with the vibe. Don't just go with right, the flow. Right, How right. many Pharisees or people maybe mm. saw this and didn't say anything or whatever. I just never want to be that person that is doing that, that's going with the flow or mm. like... I don't know, but Imagine I've never right. forgotten it. This is the thing that, you know, that I'll say in, in closing uh, about all this, this whole verse means that God seems to have an issue with. He doesn't seem to have an issue that the Pharisee um, thought it was a good thing to do all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an issue that the Pharisee was exalting himself over what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And he ends, the verse ends with those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So exaltation and, and, and rising to uh, above things that you couldn't possibly imagine or dream mm-hmm. is a part of life, right. both spiritually and both practically. The kingdom of God and how God works is just the order. If you start with exalting yourself instead of humbling yourself, you will end up on the bottom. So it's all about where you end up. Wow. Not about if you get there, it's That's where good. you end up. Because yep. a lot of times we work with getting you know, our way to the top. But if you humble yourself, God is waiting to show off the character of humility. Um, as I close, I would say this to anybody watching this. And this is something that I would just say just as a leader and pastor there is not any attribute, any characteristic of Jesus that I believe you should desire more than humility. Mm. What God can do with a humble person would, would blow you away. Wow. Yeah. And I think so many times that we have, um, uh, there's destructive pride that is clearly on the surface. And then there's underlying pride where God does typically, doesn't give you something that you would have liked to see how humble you are. And if you have something that happened to you recently and you're like, man, that felt like that didn't feel right or that didn't, you know, I didn't feel like I, I was a lot of times valued that a lot of times that's God trying to humble you. I cannot tell you how many times that I have not felt valued in my life. And each time God is saying, are, are you humble? Are, are you humble? And oftentimes we respond with with wanting to get that from that, that person or getting right, that from right, the world right. or getting that from our job. Right. I even said this once recently when I was doing something on how to ask your boss for a raise and people will say this thing, well, pay me what I'm worth. I say, I've never been paid what I'm worth. <laughs> yeah. I've only been paid less than what I'm worth or more than what I'm worth. What does that mean? I've only been paid less than what I'm worth so God can teach me humility or more than what I'm worth so God can teach me grace. I've never been paid exactly what I'm worth. I've either looked at the paycheck and go, how did I get this much money for doing this? Or it's like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's only been those two things. That is so good. Mm -hmm. Shoot. 
And so God loves, God gives grace to the humble. So if you are humble and you accept less than what you think you are worth, one day you will be accepting more than what you think you are worth because God gives grace to the humble. What is humble? Accepting less than what you think you're worth. What is grace? Receiving more than what you think you are worth. There is no greater characteristic that I have found for me than, than humility. I really believe that it is the lost doctrine of Christianity is humility. Uh, we're not humble anymore. And, and we, we think that we're better than people. And I fall into this all the time. And I want to encourage you that it's much easier to give grace to someone who's not operating the truth than it mm. is to give grace to someone who's not operating in your opinion. Mm. What you think. It's almost impossible to give grace for that. So we have to lay down our opinions, um, come before God willing to admit that we haven't gotten everything right, that we are forgiven mm-hmm. sinners, yeah, and we yeah, will yeah. end up not being that person listing off the things that we do for Jesus. Thank you so much for tuning in to season two too, of The conversation, conversation, everybody. Oh, oh, I was trying to get it. You were- Embarrassing. I caught it. I've, I've had, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's just all. You're, 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 you're distracted. Right. You know, it's I'm humble enough to admit that, um, that I failed, but you're if you don't blessed. attempt, you don't succeed. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bring it back around. You're just not doing great. Bring it back hey, around. Can you help me? Um, and by the way, you said crap and hell and the same thing. I did. And I had grace for you. Hey, I'm like the tax collector. I'll <laughs> hey, pay my chest. You're like the tax collector. Thank, thank God I don't do that on camera. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, can you help me thank our amazing co host? Elise Murphy, Kendall Haley, and our guest for this week, Jamaica Jamaica. Henderson. Hello, everybody. We will see you for next week's episode of The The Conversation. Conversation. Nailed it!